Now we can understand the concept of being mamshech, of, of, of being, of, I don't know how to say the word, of delivering blessing to somebody else. The whole concept of blessing, that your life is different because I'm wishing you, I'm hoping for you, I'm blessing you, I'm giving you my blessing. It's It's not part of nature, not part of regular nature. He's, it's part of supernatural. If you're saying, what, is, what, what do we say? What, is, what do the Kehanim say? Hashem, Hashem should bless you. And you should be watched. In other words, you need bracha. And I'm saying, Hashem should give you bracha. Hashem. You're in danger. And I'm saying, Hashem should watch you. Which means if I didn't say this, you wouldn't have been watched, so to speak. You could have, Hashem is always watching, of course, of course. But according to what you're spo- you were supposed to get, Alpi Teva of the world that Hashem created, that in Rosh Hashanah, He decides tomorrow at 3 p.m. you're supposed to get into a car accident. But I tell you, Hashem Yishmerecha, and you don't get into a car accident. Binyanim al it's supernatural, umavarchim, and we bless that the blessing should guard you. Right? I, I, there's a certain Rebbe, Rav, that whenever I'm going somewhere, he says, and, and he's giving a bracha, you should, be, you should be safe. Somebody leaves, goes on a trip, I'm commanding to the angels, they should protect you in your way. What changed? I'm going to get protected, Yes. Yes, I'm going to get more protection, an extra layer of protection. It might be full protection, or it might just balance it a little bit. It might get off a little bit only with a bruise. I don't know. But it's doing something, otherwise we wouldn't all be saying it. Right? Even Gaim say, bless you. All you got to do is sneeze. And they're blessing. I mean, there's a kayak here. Yeah, it really, really works. When you care about somebody, it blocks, it, it, oh, I have such a beautiful Dvartaira to share with you. I just, I don't want to go off topic, but it's the topic. But it's not what he wrote, but let's do it, okay? Let's just do fast. We know that if there's a dead body that's found between two cities, we measure, the Zikne Hadar go out, and we measure which city it's close to. And if it's close, let's say it's between Flatbush and Williamsburg, and there's a dead Jewish body, and we realize it's closer to Williamsburg, then the Zikne Hadar have to go ahead, something called Egla Arufa, they have to do that thing, and they say, our hands did not shed, uh, we didn't kill this, this guy. Right? And the Chazal explain, what does it mean that we didn't kill him? Do we think that these old people, these old rabbis went ahead and killed him? And they're saying, we didn't kill him. We didn't kill him. What does it mean? It means that he, he was close to our city. It means he probably left our city. And we did not ignore his needs. He didn't leave us, leave, leave here without our being malava him, without walking him out. And he didn't leave our city without us giving him food. Somebody left the city in the olden days, you gave him food and you were malava him, you walked him out. And, and that's what they're saying, that we didn't ignore his needs. So the question, obvious question is, let's say you walked him 20 feet, 50 feet, 100 feet, and you gave him two of your sandwiches or cholent, or the best food in the world. What does that have to do with the fact that an hour later, or a day later, that he wouldn't have been attacked by vagabonds, by crooks, and being killed? What is the connection? If saying we didn't kill him means that we didn't 
ignore him and, and when he left town and we didn't um, not give him food. What, that's not what happened. Somebody killed this guy. A gang came or a single person came and stabbed the guy or gunpoint and stole his wallet. So what does it mean that we didn't kill him? We didn't, uh, we didn't, we, we, we didn't, we were not, not malava him and we didn't What does it have to do with the fact that he's dead? Now, one of the Rishonim, and I, I don't remember, I don't remember if this is a Ramban or if it's a Kliyak or I have it written down in my notes, but he says something fascinating. He says, because when you care about somebody, you create angels that would have protected him. I had no idea. I know when we make a bracha to Hashem, we create angels. I know that there's a concept that we can create an angel from our mitzvahs. I didn't know that I have the ability of creating armed guards that will watch over you. That's what it says. I think it's a Ramban. You can look it up by Egla Rufa. But the Rishon says, whoever it is, says, that when I walk you out, I'm giving you honor. You know if a, a Chashev person comes to visit you, you don't just open the door and say bye. He's supposed to be Malava, Dalar Amas, or ten, uh, 10 feet or whatever. He's supposed to walk him out. It means Chashev, your Chashev. So this guy is walking around, and he leaves, and nobody cares. He's, in, he's, he's worthless, he's nobody. So the Pashib shot is that he, a guy who is not cared for, he becomes vulnerable, and he's a target, and therefore we're responsible for his death. Because the guy who's looking to ambush, he sees a guy walking nice, strong, good self-esteem, eh, then he sees a guy, eh, nobody cares about me, nobody likes me. Somebody, when you build a self-esteem, also very interesting, they're not vulnerable. The, the, the molesters know that. Which kids are vulnerable? Yeah, the ones who don't have self-esteem. A lot of times they don't have self-esteem because their parents are, are, are angry at them and break their self-esteem because they're trying to protect them or they're trying to motivate them for Torah or to do well. And hello, you break the self-esteem, that's not part of Chinuch. Chinuch is not with breaking. How could you build someone up while you break them? So stupid. And the molester knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's vulnerable? This one, I'll pass. And this one, he's vulnerable. How are you doing? What's the matter? How's it going? And the kid's like, somebody cares about me. Wow. Yeah, the molesters know. And the ganofim know. Yeah. You know, everybody knows that there's something called um, an alarm. Alarm on your house. To protect your house. But everybody knows that any real burglar can get past the alarm in like 12 seconds or something like that. They can get past the alarm on your car. They can get past the alarm on your house. It's nothing for them. So why do you have an alarm? The answer is because statistically it shows that the burglar would rather burglarize the house across the street without an alarm. That's all. So the the guy who's who's waiting to mug somebody doesn't mug just anybody. Just like he's not going to mug a seven foot guy, you know, with huge bulging muscles. He's not going to approach the guy. He's also not going to mug somebody with, with healthy self esteem, even if he's five foot six. He's feeling good about himself. There's a certain vibe, and that matters. Someone who feels nobody cares about me is a target. That's one shot. But the Ramban, or the Rishan, which I forgot, says a different thing. When you are malava somebody, and when you give them food, it, in essence, you're saying, I care about you. And therefore, you create angels, bodyguards, that will protect him. And he would not be dead. He would not be dead if the people in the city would have done that for him. Psh. 
either Apiteva because he would have a higher self-esteem, or spiritually because he's protected by angels that he can't even see, but they're there. And who, who created those angels? You did. You. Regular you and me, with all our various and everything. We can create angels. I never knew this. I, I couldn't believe when I saw this. And it comes out of love, out of care. And, and to the extent that this dead guy is our fault if we didn't create angels to protect him. So the Zikne uh, ear come out and they represent the, the city and they say, we did not let this guy leave without acknowledging him. We did not let this guy leave without being malava him, walking him out and giving him covered and, and giving him food, which essentially would have created angels to protect him. And therefore, don't blame us for his death. This is the concept of bracha, that the whole idea of blessing, that you can create angels to protect people, or that you could affect somebody's life, he's only supposed to make $32,000 this year. But you blessed him, and he made 33000 or $33 million. I don't know how good your blessings are. right? But you could affect somebody else's life with your blessing. Above the nature... Not the nature that Hashem created the world, because it's in that nature, that's what he's saying. But it's above the regular nature. Because the natural nature of, of nature, <laughs> not the nature of the supernatural, but the nature of the nature, telling someone, good luck, have a great day, whatever. It, uh, it, again, it does build self-esteem and it does create, I'm, I'm not talking about that. Just saying, you know, you should be blessed. You should You should make a lot of money. It shouldn't have any effect on somebody's financial statement at the end of the year. You're not going to put in the IRS thing. By the way, I made a lot of money because I met a guy and he said, make a lot of money. I bless you, you should make a lot of money. But he says over here that bracha, that's how it works. That this guy needs blessing. He needs something better. Let's say they're waiting for to have a child. Let's say they're, they're, uh, they're in Shaduchim. And you give them a bracha. It means that they need more than they were going to get according to the nature that Hashem created, that Hamash Hashanah, it's, it's decided. And V'yishmerecha, they need protection that they wouldn't get on their own merit. And by telling them this, they actually get it. Kikayach habracha, because the, the powerful force, the energy of blessing, who hashpois shefa elyon, be'emtsois mashpia umakabo, it is going ahead and being mashpia, a shefa, an abundance from above, through being connected from me to you, if I'm blessing you, between the mashpia, the one who's giving, and the makabal. Shal yidei ha-mashpia, nishba shefa elyoin al-tivi l'misparich. Through the mashpia, the one who's giving, comes out that there is a, a, a shefa of sustenance that's given to the makabal, al-tivi, above what he deserved according to nature, according to the way Hashem made the world. Hashem made this also. He made this in his world also, that there's a natural way and there's an above nature way that he, but nobody knows this. It's secret. That's what brach is. People who do it, even in the world, it, they don't understand this, but this is the way it works. Through the misparech, through the bracha, that's what happens. We see this concept of bracha in the Avas Haktoshim. Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. Birchas Avram li Yitzchak. We see that Avram benched Yitzchak. Birchas Yitzchak li Yaakov. 
Yitzchak ben Shiakov. Uberchis Yaakov Lubanov. But in Parshas Vayechi, Berchis Yaakov. He blessed his kids. But look what it says. When Yitzchak wanted to make the bracha and give over brachas to Yaakov, what does it say? Make food for me. And then after he had the food, Come close to me and kiss me, my child. He was opening up of course there's, there's love deep down, but when you hug someone, when you kiss someone, when they, when they make food for you and you thank them, you make a special delicious meal, you give them a gift, you're opening, awakening channels of Ahava. Bichtei, in order, lahamshich bracha, in order to be mamshich, to, 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 ach, there's a, a better word for it, to, to give over bracha, blessing, tzarech shetehei ahava, bein has to be love. That's the, that's the connection between them is love. So there's a pipe that's coming out of you and connecting, actually it's here, out of your heart. People do this, right? Out of your heart, connecting you to that person. So if your love to that person is 5%, the most that you can be mashpia is 5% of whatever the bracha is going to be. But if you awaken your love to that person... And it becomes 30%, 40%, 80%, 100%. You're opening up that, that, that sinar, that pipeline. It's not stopped, fashtopped. It's not blocked. The respirator becomes clear. You're getting 100% of the bracha, of whatever that value is. Of course, you go to a tzaddik. Tzaddik goizer by Kaddish Baruch Hu Makayim. Of course, you, the, the, but also, 100% of the tzaddik bracha comes from the 100% of the hava being opened between him and you. Right? If you step on his toe and you punch him in the face and then he gives you a bracha on 1% tahava, you're only getting 1% of whatever he can accomplish with his bracha. Clear? I just want to point out, we have a sickness that some parents, Nebuch, that they were brought up by survivors of the Holocaust. For whatever reason, a lot of them didn't hug and kiss their children. And I see parents that don't hug and kiss their children. And somehow it became like a Gaisha thing. But we see that Avram hugged and kissed Yitzchak. Yitzchak hugged and kissed Yaakov. Yaakov hugged and kissed his, his children and his grandchildren. When when Yosef brought Menashe and Ephraim, and he said, "Who are they? Who are they? They're dressed like Egyptians. Who are these people?" And he said, "These are my children." He said, "Come here." And he hugged and he kissed them. When, when did it become a gayisha thing to hug and kiss your children? When did it become a gayisha thing to be ma'ir hava to your children? All of your blessing, when you when you bench them Friday night, which you must do, and if it's not your minig, it wasn't my minig, I started doing it 20 years ago, I don't care, I'm not going to go to Gehenim because I'm doing this. It's not my minig. It, it's brought down in the Arizal, and even if without that, it's I'm not going to get into all the reasons why you should do it. Anyway, the bottom line is, you put your hands on, the, on, on your kid's head, and you say, The amount of Ahava that you have is is diluted, if it's low ahava, because you're annoyed at them, you're giving less blessing to your own child and actually causing yourself more grief. Let's say the reason why why the ahava level is, it, why the pipe is being stuffed up is because they're going through a challenge or they're being challenging chutzpadik or they're go, or a Yiddish guy problem, whatever it is, they're being annoying to you, you're fighting with them, but now your bracha is becoming only 50%. How foolish, you know, give them more bracha. You have to awaken the Ahava, which is what the Nesiva Shalom himself says. Interesting. He says, I just thought of it now, says in Nesiva Chinuch, that what should you do 
when you see that your child is struggling with Yiddishkeit, he's struggling with bad stuff, or even stealing from other people, or even from the parents. What should you do? You catch him on the internet, schmutzy things. What should you do? So, a lot of the, unfortunately, a lot of the gut instinct of the parents is I have to be show you that I'm angry. I have to lower my, I'm not going to show you that, I'm, that I love you and, and I'm proud of you and everything's good. No, I got to show you I'm upset and that lowers the shefa avahava. I'm closing the, the, the respirator, the air valve, the air conditioning valve. You're getting only 50% or 30% of, of the power of the air conditioning. And a lot of times that's the advice. Uh, when people go for advice, they get counseled. You have to have rules and consequences and boundaries and, and argue and fight and, and control. And that lowers the Ahava from your side. It lowers the Ahava from the kid's side. But the Nesiva Shalom says, interesting, he says, Mukhrachim Lishlait, you must get a hold of and control, we would say, Hayeled, the child. He's, he's watching porn. He's doing terrible things. He's, he's horrible. No, Mukhrachim Lishlait Beruach. Says the Nesiva Shalom, you're annoyed, he's stealing from you, you you're annoyed. you got to get a hold of yourself. you got to get a hold of yourself. Don't freak out. Don't get angry. You're not allowed to get angry, no matter what. He says that when you're, the Chazal tell us, When you get angry, it's like you're bowing down to idols. So right now, you're in the middle of bowing down to idols, and you're going to do chinuch l'ashem l'tayrasai. If you're angry, you're bowing down to idols. You can't do proper chinuch, effective chinuch to your child while you're angry because you're in the middle of bowing down to idols. You're not going to have siyat d'shmaya. You get enveloped by ra. You get enveloped by the satan. Now you're going to help your kid? That's why anger, one of the reasons why anger doesn't work on a spiritual level because you're in the middle of bowing down to avedizar and you're surrounded by the sitra achra. So you have to wait till you're not angry at all. And there are many stories. I'm putting together a book. I have about 5,000 beautiful stories of authentic tyranny. There was one guddle. He waited two weeks. And then he called his kid and he said, I want to tell you, I was very upset by what you did. What, what are you talking about? Two weeks ago, whatever the kid did wrong. He said, "Why, Tati, why'd you wait so long? He said, I was feeling anger. I waited till the anger subsided. And for some people, you can wait an hour. Some people, you wait all day. Some people, you wait all month. But until the anger subsides, there is no chenuch. Mukhrachim lishlaik beruach. Get a hold of yourself. And do what? And do what? I gotta, I gotta stop my kid. He's going without a yamaka. He's watching, he's doing, he's, Mukhrachim lishlaik beruach. Ula a love and awaken towards this child. This one who's giving you all the grief. Who's messed up. Ula a love. Ahava vachem la beligvul. Awaken. Love and mercy and compassion to this child, believable, endless. Even more than you did until now. He needs more love, not less love. He needs to know more. I'm so proud of you. I love you. And that, then, that is the way to, to heal him. You can never compromise the respirator for any reason. And again, it's the same concept. That parents, in order to help your kids, especially when they're struggling, the respirator's got to be on a hundred. You got to love them. You owe your ahava a love in order for your brachas to work. So you open up that ahava, and then you take that struggling kid and you say, Yisa Hashem Panav Yisa Hashem Panav 
and then they are getting the maximum power that you have. And and by the way, if you want to, so there's, there's two parts. First of all, don't be stupid. They need bracha. They need Hashem. They need God to bless them. They're messed up, right? And they need Yishmerecha. They need to be protected. They need Yara Hashem Panavelecha. Hashem should open. They need is, is Hashem's countenance should be should be shined upon you upon this kid. Oh boy, do they need that? Vichunaka, and he should be gracious to you. Every kid needs that, especially the struggling. Yisa Hashem Panav Elecha Viyasim Lecha. He should give you shalom. He should give you peace, inner peace. You see, the kid has inner turmoil. Everybody who's struggling is inner turmoil. Hello. So, first of all, give 100% of your power of blessing that you have. And realize, before you do it, to get it up to 100. Otherwise, I'm only blessing 90%. I'm only blessing 70%, 30%, 20%. Some people are so angry at the kid, I'll give you a stupid bracha. You're making the bracha, which is... The only way, real thing that you could do for your kid, that ask Hashem and, and create this blessing, which is, which is even above nature, right? That Hashem should give them more. Salvation comes from your bracha and, and it's, it's fashtapt. You're blocking your own power. That's the first thing you could do for your kid is get your love level up to a hundred. Yeah, but she shaved off both sides of her hair and the middle is pink. I understand this challenge. Now you want to save her? Do you want to save her? What about when you're messed up? You do a lot of Averis, but you go to a big rebel. You want saving? He knows what you did last night. He has Ruach HaKadosh. But you want him to bench you anyway. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't have a Hava to you, then his blessing is also watered down. So you would say, please Rebbe, love me. Please Rebbe, give me 100% of your power. Of your bracha, of your blessing. And he says, yeah, but I can't. You're disgusting. You wouldn't want that. You have to awaken. You say, now I have a chance to do something amazing. I have a chance to ask Hashem to protect my child or anybody. Or they should build a Vayisnam. They should have children. They should have Shaduchim. Then I get 100%. That's the first thing you can do to actually help your kids from when they're little, from when they're born. The second thing is, how much power does your bracha have? The more you shtaig, the more bigger your, your, your impact can make. Become a tzaddik. Then tzaddik goes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mekayim. Work on yourself. That your bracha should have even more value. So maybe uh, your bracha, you can give somebody, if you give him a bracha on Parnasa, it can give him $5,000. Now, that's at 100%. But if you're only awake and I have a 50%, he's only, your, your bracha is only going to go 2500 right? But if you work on yourself and you're holier, your bracha is more powerful, he can make 10000 But again, if it's only 50% of the... Yichap, what's happening here? This is the way the world works. The world that you do not see. The world of how you can give shefa to other people and make their lives better.